Well, happy Father's Day, everybody. My name is Maranatha. If you don't know me, Maranatha Manival is my name. Uh, my mom is here. She came as a special guest. She is uh, the one who blessed me with that name that gives everybody a mouthful of trouble, but also gives me the opportunity of just opening right away with the conversation that, that Jesus is coming soon. Come quickly, Lord. That's what Maranatha means. So it's really easy for me to start a conversation. The person says, uh, that's a weird name. And I get to go, well, the reason I hang on to it is. So it's really easy. So, uh, I had trouble spelling it at first, and, and every teacher, I was the one, you know, in the classroom that every, all the teachers said, now, what? How do you say that? So I got super embarrassed as a, as a young person, but now I'm thankful. Anyway, enough about that. My family and I came to Oakton about five years ago. Um, ever since then, we have enjoyed Oakton Church as our church family so much. You guys are so genuine, so authentic. Um, we've gotten to volunteer and participate in so many things that, that we've grown as individuals, and so we thank you so much for that. Um, today, I would like to make the point to you, fathers, that you are uniquely designed and equipped to be a godly father, okay? I'll just, that's where my point is. So once, once I had a conversation with Gary, he said, you know, sometimes people beat around the bush and then they finally got, get to their point. And I'm one of those people. So I decided today, Gary, just for you, I'm going to say my point and then I'm going to back it up. How about that? Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, First, let's, let's define a little bit. Everybody knows what a father is, but there's lots of different categories. First, I want to say that last Sunday, I was super excited. I think I was not part of the inner crowd. Some of you knew before me. But when Landon Mayberry announced last week that they get to be parents, that Taylor's pregnant, everybody give them a hand. That's so exciting. Isn't it wonderful what God does? Landon is already a father of faith. He's already digging his roots down deep, right, Joel? In a place of difficulty, he and Taylor have already found the water source, right? And God rewards. Do I only have 30 minutes because I've got all these bunnies to chase? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I think you might be the newest father, unless there's a father here who doesn't know he's a father yet. But <laughs> no, no, never mind that. Never mind that. Are we online? Because I'm kind of glad that we're, okay. I can relax a little. Woo, okay. <laughs> but congratulations on that. So we have um, fathers who are biological dads. We also have stepdads, okay, who take on that task on purpose. <laughs> um, they choose to be. Uh, foster dads, foster dads, wow. Um, I don't even know what that might be like. Um, it's incredible. Um, we have adoptive fathers who choose the kid on purpose. The kid's not chosen for them. Thank you, son. Um, but God chooses some kids and places them in families, right? All kids. Where should I put this so that it's not distracting? And then, um, so adoptive fathers, we also have grandfathers. I salute you. 
That's awesome. Great-grandfathers, are there any of those in, the, in our midst today? Great-granddaddies, yay, yes. Congratulations, you guys, I heard. <laughs> um, I just have to say that there's also, can I, can I include a category here? What about aspiring fathers? Those young men in our midst who are going to grow up, they're watching the older men, right? They're looking as role models to the older men. They're learning things from the fathers that they will someday apply to their own fatherhood. Can I, can I throw that in there too? Um, and I just want to say that you all can teach me so much. Why I'm on the stage, I'm not real sure, um, other than to encourage you and inspire you um, and remind you of your God-given role. But I, don't, I am by no means an expert on fatherhood, <laughs> um, but um, I, I would love to hear all that you have to say, all those lessons that you've learned in fatherhood, um, because... Um, I just want to encourage you this morning. But there, there is another category of fathers that is often overlooked. And that category of fathers, I believe, is, is being a spiritual father. Okay? I think that um, young or old spiritual fatherhood is so effective in the kingdom of God, wouldn't you say? You don't have to live with them. You don't have to remind them to brush their teeth right? You don't, you don't have to use the, teach them to use a hammer and get your own thumb hurt, okay? But a spiritual father is so effective in the faith. So I, I don't want to forget about that. I, um, just as proof in the Old Testament, um, Elijah was the spiritual father of Elisha, right? Um, Paul says he writes a letter to his spiritual son, Timothy, doesn't he? So this is, it's a vital relationship that we have to remember and hold dear. So no, no matter what the circumstances in your life are, whether you've gotten to be a biological dad or not, you are a spiritual father if you are a child of God. So that is, that is a role that we must remember. Men, you are created for fatherhood. You are created to be a father. How do I know that? Am I just jumping to conclusions? Or is there something in God's word that says so? Well, let's start with, do I have 2 Corinthians up there? If you have a paper Bible, go ahead and turn there. Um, if you have an electronic Bible, don't get distracted. 2 Corinthians 6.18, because it's so easy to do. I'm not down on you. I'm just saying it's easy. Um, 2 Corinthians 6. I'm going to go ahead and start with verse 16 and read through 18 so you can catch part of that on the slide when I get there, okay? God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Do you hear that longing, that yearning? He said, I will be their God and they will be my people. And then he gets closer. Watch this. Verse 17. Therefore, come out from among them. Be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. Verse 18. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Do you see that the invitation changed there? I'll be your God. You be my people. Then it changed. I'll be your father. 
You be my sons and daughters. Do you see the welcome mat he threw out? Do you see the heart of a father yearning for his children? There it is. So if God is father, do you all agree that God is father? Okay. Are we made like him? Are we made in his likeness, in in his image? Does that sound familiar? Then we too are fathers and mothers in the faith. No matter if there was a, a, a natural baby born or not, we are all fathers and mothers. When we are born again, bang, you're in the parent seat, okay? You're in that place. If God is not your heavenly father, I would, um, I would, I long for you to find that place of satisfaction and wholeness of making God your father, being his son, being his daughter. That's the place where, where, where true fatherhood starts. Um, and once he is our father, then we begin to reflect him to the world around us. We begin to, the, the qualities of God the Father begin to reflect and are shown out through us as his children. That's just what naturally happens through the relationship. It shows around to the world around us, but more personally to our own family, to our own children. Do you see that? The Holy Spirit lives in us and he parents through us. So can you see that Fathers, dads, men, you are created for fatherhood. It's no accident. It's on purpose. Lots of things God does are very purposeful, aren't they? We only find about it later. (laughs) We figure it out as we go along. But yes, from the beginning, he started out. The first person he created became a dad, right? And on down through the generations. Men... You are equipped. He doesn't give you a big job and then just say, there you go, figure it out. He equips you, okay? Even back to creation, whenever he created human beings, he put inside each cell a DNA that had a job for later, right? So when you were in your mother's womb, Every cell that divides off as, as you got bigger and bigger had a specific job to do. Some of them would become bones because the DNA says so, okay? Some of them would be a heart muscle. Some of them would be an iris cell because the DNA says so. As you, when you were created, you were also equipped, okay? Let me, um, let me give you another crazy example. I don't know why this, this idea came to me, but an RV, everybody say amen. <laughs> and uh, an RV, what about an RV? An RV is a different kind of vehicle, isn't it? It's completely different than, than lots of other vehicles. It has a different purpose, okay? So if you had a table of designers that, let's say that the RV had never been invented before, and these people around this table are throwing out ideas, they're saying, What if there was a vehicle that could drive and you could sleep in it? Ooh, I have an idea. If you sleep in it, you're going to have to get up and shower, right? And if you're hungry, you don't really want to go to a restaurant. Let's put a kitchen in there too. Yeah, great idea, right? So this, this group of designers are planning an RV because they have a purpose and a plan in mind. So they equip 
this RV with a kitchen. They throw in some couches. They're like, hey, we want to, let's, let's have our, our, the people who buy this RV, let's give them a place to relax, maybe a little TV, throw in a refrigerator, a microwave. Do they have ovens? Do they? Some of them? Okay. Okay. Let's, let's let them cook, cook, uh, everything about an RV that the, uh, designers had a plan in mind. Not only did they think, hey, this is a great idea, but they equipped the vehicle to do what it was designed to do. And that's how God made men. You are equipped for what you are designed to do. Men, you are equipped for fatherhood. Does it feel like it every day? Are you kidding? As a mom, it doesn't. And you guys are the head of the household. No way. It doesn't feel like it, but... That's not how Christian lives are lived, (laughs) according to feelings, right? Right, Okay, what scripture did I put on that one? 2 Peter 1.3. I'm going to turn because I always look at the scriptures around because it really makes a lot of sense. Yes, 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 yes. 2 Peter 1.3. I'm going to start in two. You can catch up with me. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given us. Here it is. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. He's given us everything we need for living a godly life. That's the New Living Translation. We've received all of this. How? By coming to know him. Huh. So you're equipped. He says you have everything you need to live a godly life. Where do you get it? How do you find out what that, that you have that hammer on your belt that, that's for that nail? By knowing him. Everything with God is about relationship. You try to be a dad, a father in your own strength, it's not going to turn out as good, is it? It's all through a knowledge, a deeper knowledge of him. It's through knowing him. Okay? Let's read it one more time. Make sure we got everything sucked out of that verse. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We've received all of this by coming to know him. Cool. We're equipped. But what about when, when things, I mean, this is great in theory. It's great for me to stand up here and tell you this and you're amen in me. But real life happens and you don't feel equipped. <laughs> there are things that come along and you're like, what? I am fresh out. I have no idea and this is super overwhelming to me. God's given us resources. God's given us his word. But he's given us other people. We ladies, we like to get together and discuss stuff. (laughs) Men do too. But um, seeing the value of other people's experiences, other people's perspectives, other people's encouragement is so valuable. So men, if you don't have a good buddy who you can get together with, who will encourage you in the things of God, seek him out. You can't do life alone. 
You can't do life on your own. God's put himself in other people to help to encourage us. There's lots of other resources out there, books, right? I think of the movie Courageous is all about fatherhood, okay? There are things out there. There are websites, podcasts. Seek them out. They're more available than, than they've ever been, okay? Um, there are models all around you. There are models of godly fathers, godly people living out their lives. Watch them. Be weird. (laughs) Get a clue from other people. Go, oh, they're doing that different than I'm doing. God, is that my trouble? Right? I know that was a little weird. That's why I'm glad we're not online for things like that where people don't know me. Um, Come to Sunday school. Come to church. Those of you who don't come to Sunday school, please come to Sunday school. It equips you. It's just an hour It's just an hour, but it's so equipping and it's so personal, okay? There's such good discussions. I grow so much in Sunday school. Come to my class. Come to Joel's class. The quarterly, who who is teaching that now? Is it Roger? Yeah, go, dude. Yes, that is the place you've got to be, okay? Be equipped intentionally. Let's, Let's go to, there's another example. I mentioned Timothy earlier. Let's look at his example. Second uh, Timothy one. Timothy. Second Timothy one five through seven. Okay, so here's a spiritual father writing a letter to his son. Okay. Um, does Timothy have a father? A natural father? He was, he was conceived at some point. <laughs> we don't know what happened after that for sure. We don't get the rest of the story. But uh, let's find out more about him. Um, I want to start in verse 3. I'm going to back up a little bit. I like to do that. Second Timothy 1, starting in verse 3. I thank God who I, who I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did. This is Paul to Timothy. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. I'm going to stop there. There's a little tidbit about being a spiritual father. Did you see that? I remember you in my prayers. How do I be a spiritual father? There's a key. There's a part of it. Study Timothy. Okay? This is a spiritual father writing to a spiritual son. Find out tips. Be, be proactive in your spiritual fatherhood. Okay? Verse 4. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance, here it is, the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. Did you hear that? A spiritual father is pulling things out. He sees, he sees those latent gifts and talents that God stored away, hidden treasure, okay? And he's calling those things out. Um, that's awesome. That's a spiritual father right there. He's, but did you see um, his women are important in this whole, this, this whole scene, aren't we? Did you see grandmother Lois? Did you see mother Eunice? They had a big part to play in him following God for the rest of his life, right? Takes a team. Um, okay. 
So God himself is our spiritual father, right? We started that at the beginning. Um, So the things that we see in our spiritual father, hopefully, will show up in natural fathers, right? So these are some of the characteristics that we know about God that hopefully we can bring to 2022 and, and, and produce in the life of fathers today, okay? So let's, let's go through some of these things. What is a father like? What is our heavenly father like? How does that look on a day-to-day basis in a regular father's life, <laughs> okay? Father God loves and wants the best for his children. That's all over scripture, a natural father who is a godly father. There are, some, there are some fathers out there who this is not true, okay? But as, as we grow in our relationship with God, we do love our children. We, we always want the best for them. That's a natural inborn thing. If it's not there, something's wrong. A father cares for and supplies the needs of his children. God does that for us. We do that, uh, we, you guys, you guys do that for your families. You supply the needs you care for. You protect your families. You protect your children, okay? Um, that's a natural thing too. Why in the world do boys make guns out of sandwiches? <laughs> My boys did that. I'm like, what are you doing? God put in them the DNA to protect their family. It's funny, isn't it? How they can make a gun out of everything. (laughs) Here's a redundant remark, a role model. We are looking at God as our role model to be a godly father. And that's, that, that's how you find that fruit of godly fatherhood in you, by, by looking at him, okay? Being in his word, looking to him for everything, looking to him for a role model, copying him. Why do little boys dress up like cowboys with their boot and the cowboy hat? Because they saw a dad do it, right? Why do they put on that hard hat and, and, and put the... I don't know. I should have thought ahead on this. But anyway, little boys will dress up like their dad, right? Because they're copying. That's how they learn. That's what we do as well, correct? We look at our, uh, our father God and we learn to be a father. God the Father makes big decisions for us. And then slowly he passes those decisions to us as we mature. That's what a godly father does as well. God the Father encourages, he speaks words of life over us. Have you ever read this and found those words of life, that encouragement that you needed at the right time, that hope that wells up in you? Do that for your kids. Do that for your kids. Speak words of life. Don't demean them, call them names, unless they know you're kidding, right? But speak words of life. Call that. Call it out. Discipline. Does Father God discipline us? 
Well, yeah, but I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Do godly fathers discipline their kids? Why? They love them. They love them. That's why. It changes as the kid gets older, doesn't it? But if it's there, it's, it's a sign of love for, from the father to the child. God enjoys us. Have you seen that in the scripture? I, that was one thing that I really appreciated when I came here was the humor, the lightheartedness, the uh, enjoyment of just, I don't know, I just hadn't seen that in a church before and I really enjoy that about this church. It tells me something about the father. Even though sometimes I don't get the jokes, but that's on me. (laughs) Okay, a godly father prays for his children. Okay, don't forget that. Don't forget that. Men, you are uniquely designed and equipped to be a godly father. Have I made my point? Now, I'm a woman, and I'm really glad I'm not a man. I hope you feel that about your gender. (laughs) Sorry, that's another thing. I'm so glad we're not online. Anyway, so it really worked out good. I think that worked out well. Um, (laughs) But what was my point? God is, (laughs) God, Gary, what was my point? (laughs) Okay. God created us, equipped us, okay? But he didn't leave it at that. He didn't just, okay, done. My job's over. I'm out of here. He's ready to help day to day, hour to hour. Sometimes minute to minute with some of these kiddos, right? (laughs) Um, If you are a child of God, don't try to do life without God's guidance, John 15, 5, where it talks about, um, I am the vine, you are the branches. Along about verse 5, it says, for without me, you can do nothing. Oh, I was going to go over the major points before. Okay, let me do that. Since the slide's up there, that's confusing. Sorry. Um, Your heavenly father is ready to help you. Okay, first step, be born again. If you are not, obvious, I, I hope it's an obvious first step. Do fathering God's way, okay? Do it God's way. Don't, don't go off on your own ideas, okay? It, um, his is a proven method, promise, okay? Um, be courageous about your ca- calling as fatherhood, okay? Be, be on the offense, not on the defense. And finally, seek hard after God. He enables you. I want to go through a few quick scriptures. I'm closing out on time, right? Okay, I didn't look at the clock when I got up here. Okay. Um, Next slide, please. Don't try to do fatherhood on your own. Um, It's really important that you not be a self-made man. Don't shortchange your kids by doing things your way. That's a really bold statement, isn't it? I don't even know you, and I'm telling you this. How can I? I can do that because I'm really confident that God's way is is better than yours. Because his word says so. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Do things God's way. He empowers you to do so. 
Zechariah 4, 6, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Maybe that's why you're super frustrated. Just thought. Don't carry all the responsibilities on your shoulders. Cast them on to him. He's the one who designed you and made you. Yeah, he's the one who created you. He didn't create you to carry everything on your own. He created you to cast your cares on him. Okay? Maybe that's why you're weary and heavy laden. Because you haven't yoked up with him and you're not walking side by side in the same direction. I've been at those places over and over and over and over. Yes. Be confident and courageous in your calling. So now you know, and many of you already knew when you walked in here, that God created you, men, to be a father. Okay, so be courageous in that. Don't let the world push you around. Be on the offense. Be purposeful. Have courage. You get only one life. Your influence on other people, one time around. It's not about you. I mean, is this life really about you? Boy, this is why, yeah. Is your life really about you? Is that why you were created? To make you happy? Or do you really want to spend your life on knowing God, making him known, empowering others to live for God? How do you want to spend your life, really? You only have so much. Where are you going to spend it? Joshua 1, 7 through 9. That one up there? Yes. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Back up. Setting is that Moses has just died. Here's another father-son, maybe mentor-mentee relationship where Moses was the spiritual father, okay? And now Joseph is taking up the reins where he left off. Here's an angel, a messenger from God, saying to Joshua, here's what you gotta do. Here's how to, how to live this thing out. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not, listen, do not deviate from them turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. So this is not about religion. It's not about legalism. It's this is the really the best way. Okay? Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed. Are you after success? Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong. That's an order. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That line, that last line is super important too, isn't it? He's with you. You're doing what, what uh, he has called you to do. He is with you. He's got your back. He's not going to run away and hide. He called you to be a father, and you're going to be strong and courageous. He's got your back. He's not going to run away. He says, be strong and courageous. And then he says, I'm with you. That's empowering. That's more than just little us. Right? The God of the universe 
is with you, living inside of you. How big does that make you feel? (laughs) How much strength and hope does that give you? This is a God mission you're on. This isn't your idea. Seek hard after your heavenly father. He will enable you. Isaiah 55 says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. I'm going to read more uh, James 4, 6 through 10. This is a little lengthy, but there's some nuggets in here. And then it'll end up on the screen. Here we go. I keep doing that, don't I? And he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, listen, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and he will come close to you. There's that, I will be a father and you will be my sons and daughters. Do you see this echoing? Do you see the heart of God calling to you again? Come close to God and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, purify your hearts. Your loyalty is divided between God and the world. If there's some frustration, maybe, maybe it is that your loyalty is divided. Is God number one priority? I don't get to be up here very often, so I can just throw it all out there in one, okay? Where are your priorities? Is he first? Maybe that's why it's not working. Some repentance, God's grace. He empowers you to do what he called you to do. Just get back on the path. Hurry up. You don't have much time. Where were we? Maybe your loyalty, okay, where what? For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you've done. Here it's describing repentance. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Then it says up here, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. Because it's not about what you can do. It's about what he can do through you. That's how to be a godly father. Even though I'm just a mom. (laughs) Just finding these things in God's word. Musicians, will you come up and take your places, please? Okay, I'm going to give the altar call, guys. Here's what I think. I think that when the, the, um, the word is given, that it's really important to respond. Okay? I I like to put it off sometimes and go, oh, I'll just get alone and do that all by myself. But I don't know. It seems to wear off a little bit, okay? In the moment is the best time to respond to God. If God's tugging on your heart, it's the best time, okay? So ladies, this isn't for you, okay? It's Father's Day. Um, Don't elbow, okay? No dirty looks, no dirty looks. Don't, don't, don't interrupt the, the, the dialogue between a father and his son. Okay, something's happening between these fathers in this place and their heavenly father. Okay, so that, that's what's happening right now. Number one, if you need to be born again, let's start there. Get to know the father of all fathers the designer of fatherhood, the father himself. Number two, 
Oh, could everybody stand up, please? I'm not well practiced, but this is really on my heart, okay? Number two, are you willing and available to be a godly father? Is God tugging on your heart to be a godly father and and you feel like you've messed up? Are your priorities off? Mine have been a lot of times. I've had to rearrange. It's as simple as that. But it's super important. Don't keep going the way you've been going. If things need to be fixed, let's, let's do that. Let's repent like it said earlier, okay? He is merciful. His waves of forgiveness will cover you. Number three. Remember that Second Peter 1 says you have all you need. That he's given you everything you need to live a godly life. Remember that? Maybe you need some extra prayer. Maybe you need some extra guidance. Maybe you need some extra help. Now's the time. I would love to see every father come forward. Could I have our pastors just come forward? Gary, do you mind coming over here? Joe here, Um, Pastor Kent. um, These guys wanna pray for you. You may wanna just come to the altar and deal with it, but let's, let's, let's take care of that right away, okay? Come for salvation. Come if, if you need to repent of some things. Come for extra help, okay? You're not a bad guy if you come forward. It just shows you can't do it, and God can.